Hello, gorgeous. My name is Pam Rocket, and I am the host of the Divine Health Podcast. I'm a nutritionist, health and mindset coach, author, and entrepreneur. I am deeply passionate about helping you achieve everything that you desire when it comes to creating your highest health and wellness. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspiration and education for all things related to health. We're going to dive deep into topics on nutrition, well-being, finance, motherhood, relationships, spirituality, and so much more. I'm excited to share tools, resources, and conversations with other experts to help you see the infinite ways that you can manifest, create, and embody divine health habits that nourish your soul. Thank you so much for being here. I already know we're going to have so much fun together. Let's begin. Welcome everybody to episode 32 of the Divine Health Podcast. I am really excited to bring today's conversation to you because we have guest expert Jen Pike. I've been following Jen for quite a few years. I even remember doing a workshop with her at the yoga conference in Toronto back when we used to be able to have those. And she's just a wealth of knowledge. So I was really, really excited to get her on the podcast. And it's actually really interesting because I originally reached out and wanted to talk about adaptogens and really um, sharing this information so that you guys can understand what they are, the different kinds, how we can use them to support our, our bodies and our beings and to support our health with these awesome products. And I, I was really, really excited for that conversation. And we were supposed to have our meeting. And then for one reason or another, uh, we had to reschedule and I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I always trust when things like that happen because it, it is divine timing. And it's so interesting because it was rescheduled till just after the March break in real time when we recorded this. And I was reflecting over March break about how it's been two years in, you know, in 2020, March of 2020, after the kids had March break, they didn't go back and how, how much mothers have endured over the past two years. I really reflected on that. And I listened to uh, Jen on a different podcast talking about burnout and exhaustion and the role that mothers have had to play through this and, and the toll that it takes. And I deeply felt that this was a conversation that needed to be shared. And I wanted to ask her all of the questions to support all of the women, mothers, even fathers, you know, this isn't just a podcast for women. I know it's mostly, you know, moms who tune in from what I gather from my statistics, but I, I wanted it to be for everybody. If you are feeling burnout, if you've been reflecting over the past two years and, you know, sometimes we're so busy, we don't take that time to be like, whoa, I did that. Or, whoa, I'm like next level exhausted is there anything that I can take off my plate? Is there a way that I can fill myself up or really honor what, what I need? So I don't go to the extreme of, of getting sick because the body is so miraculous. It is designed to find homeostasis, to find that equilibrium, to find that harmony. And if it's out of harmony or being pushed, and pushed and pushed without that, that yin and that yang, it causes dis-ease. And so I thought that this was a really important conversation because a lot of times when we think about health, 
we can think about, oh yeah, like, okay, this supplements, okay, this workout, okay, this meditation, all of these wonderful things that we know that we need, but we can not really appreciate some of the really basic things like sleep and the significance that it has on supporting your health. We can forget about the significance of looking at the burnout and exhaustion and, and asking for support and help asking for what we need or, or seeking or letting something go, or really just taking a vacation, taking the break, even if it doesn't seem feasible, just trying to find a way to honor the season that you're in. And I know I had an episode on that and Jen's a big fan of that. She does have her synced program and is just such a wealth of knowledge. So this was an awesome conversation. I'm so excited to bring it to you. Jen Pike is a functional nutritionist. She is a medical exercise specialist, and she specializes in women's health and hormones. She's a best-selling author of the Simplicity Project, and she is also she also has a podcast too, the Simplicity Sessions. So you're definitely going to want to go check that out if you're wanting the information on adaptogens. She said she just recorded one, so if you were like, "Oh man, I wish she would have talked about that," head over to her podcast. Go give her a follow if you're not already doing so, and tune into her podcast as well. It's a wealth of knowledge with women's health and hormones. She's also the founder of a global and revolutionary women's health program, the Hormone Project. So if you have anything going on with your home hormones, go follow Jen over on Instagram at Jen Pike or uh, check out her website. She also has the synced program and her simplicity body movement series. These programs are really dedicated to teaching women what they should already have known about their bodies all along. Like our bodies have an incredible healing ability. They are so wise and we have a deep innate power within us but oftentimes we can ignore what our body is telling us. We can push through, we build up all these, you know, paradigms or, or stories. Like if I admit that I can't do it all, then I am weak. That was one that I had. I can do it all. I can keep, I, I will just keep pushing. And it's like, at what cost, you know? So all of her programs are really dedicating to leaning in to the wisdom of your, your being, of your body, of your soul, of your intuition. As an inspired mom of two, she completely understands that true well-being is a journey to be enjoyed, not a struggle to be forced. She will inspire you to create more simplicity and ease in all that you do. And you will definitely hear that in this podcast episode. And that's why I was so excited that we shifted the conversation. So if you have been feeling burnout, if you have been feeling like exhaustion that you can explain over March and April, I definitely was feeling that. I know sometimes spring it, we can feel like, okay, we're coming into that new season, but depending on what's happening in your life circumstances, and she shares that in this episode, even though it's coming into spring, your body or your soul might be processing something heavy and you you could still be in your winter and that's where I'm finding myself right now and I'm trying to bring as much ease and grace into honoring that without pushing which is why you'll notice that there was not a podcast episode last week and I that is the story for another day I will share why that happened but I'm trying to be so gentle with myself right now and so I just wanted to thank all of you for being here 
uh, for supporting the podcast, for tuning in each week and for your patience with me. I, my biggest intention is to have an episode out to you every Monday and I just needed to give myself the space last week. So I did, I honored that I am back and I will do my best moving forward to keep bringing you these amazing guest expert like Jen and these real conversations. Um, I have a few other really, I'm going to say not perfect ideas that I really need to share but I'm still trying to find my way to articulate that. So I, I, again, trust in the divine timing of all things. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode with Jen Pike. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for being here. I have been following you for years and I really enjoy all of your wisdom and inspiration that you share with women on health and hormonal health. And over the past two years, I've actually really been admiring your ability to have the hard conversations and to really hold the space for women in a time where it can feel very triggering to speak your truth or to mm. go against the grain or to even hold the space. So before I get too far into today's episode, I would love to begin with you sharing a bit of your story. How did you get here? Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, oh gosh. So it's been a long time. It really has. I'm, you know, 24, really going into my 25th year of being in the industry of health and wellness. And I started off in exercise. That was my background as a medical exercise specialist and personal trainer and instructor. And I loved it. I still do. I still teach. And I I'm just fascinated by the human body movement and, and the potential that, you know, we were all born with that. I really feel we are, it is like such a wasted gift because we are not taught everything that we have the ability to create and to feel and to be and to do and to, you know, just, just live. And so over the years of moving through movement and working with all different ages, you know, men, women, athletes, average individual, I started to become much more attracted to working with women. There was just something, they were so much more multifaceted. And again, obviously being a woman, I was very attracted to that. And I was quite young when I started in the industry and I was working with a lot of moms and I didn't have children yet. And I was just like, wow, you are like, freaking superheroes to me. Like, you're just like, you're the athletes of everyday life. As I always used to think in my head, like you're like playing zone to zone and man to man. And like, you're in the game in a totally different way. And you don't have that support network. You don't have that village and that community and the team around you, like an actual athlete does. And so I just, I started to put more of my energy into working with only women. And then when I had children that just like totally blew the lid off of, whoa, <laughs> this is so different to live than it is to witness. And just the changes, even in my own body and my hormones and my, honestly, like my my emotional intelligence and just that understanding of what actually mattered to me and what did not. And so I, again, I just leaned into it and that's really how I, I don't know any other way to move through life other than if I get a spark and something really matters to me and I'm connected to it, I just get like, that's where I go. I just lean right into it. And so then over the years of my kids getting older and, you know, I, I owned and operated an in-person business and I was still subcontracting myself and I did a lot of different things. And, um, you know, then as I was at like baby age and younger kids, and then my, my kids becoming like tweens and teens, I have teenagers now, 
all of that just metamorphosized. So watching them, I have a girl and a boy go through their own journey in their bodies. Me as a mother, as a business owner, as a wife. And then I work in a space now where, you know, for the last 12 years, my work has all been around women's health and hormones. So there's no boring day in my line of work. There is so much going on under that umbrella of women's health and hormones. And the more women that I spend time with, the more women that I've talked to, I mean, I have worked with, you know, directly and indirectly at this point, I don't even know how many tens of thousands of of women and none of us are exactly the same, but all of us are feeling very similar uh, struggles and emotions and, um, and things. And in these last two years, it has just become so heightened where so many of us have been made to believe that we're living alone on this island of struggle. And it's, it's just happening in our own four walls and in our own body. And I can tell you that that is completely untrue because I am literally sitting in space and in circle with hundreds of women all the time. And they're all sharing that they're feeling the exact same way. So it's been this beautiful evolution, you know, it's like as a clinician where I was in practice and I still, you know, I still do that from time to time, but it's more so now I'm supporting my team of clinicians and practitioners in functional medicine. I'm doing a lot of mentorship now for other women in business, other female practitioners, because I've seen what happens when you really strive to have it all and to be the mom, to be the wife, to be the, you know, the homemaker and to build the business and to have the impact and, 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 um, we're not doing okay when that's our approach, right? Or we're really suffering and there, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and I know that because I inadvertently was always always kind of going against the grain. I didn't like wake up and be like, oh, you know, the world or the industry is telling me I have to turn right. So I am definitely going to go left. I always just tapped into, does this feel like a yes for me? Like, does, do I want to do this? Can I do this? And that really became, I guess, my compass for, for moving through life. And so here we are. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that. I think so many women can resonate to what you're saying there. Um, and I know that you run a lot of different programs for women. What is the common theme or message that you are hearing coming up through the groups of women that they're maybe needing to hear the message that they're, or the guidance that they're hoping to hear? Because I I do agree. I do think as women, we might feel a little bit isolated right now, or like we're the only ones, you know, like you said, suffering through this or trying to navigate this. And so what's the common message that you're hearing in the different groups that you're doing? I'm so tired. Yeah. I am so tired. I am, I am drained. Mm-hmm. I have no more capacity. I am at maximum tension and it's different. It's this isn't like a physical fatigue in its origin. Like it can show up feeling physically exhausted, but when you really start to listen to them, what they're saying is my soul and my spirit, like I, my heart is exhausted. I am so drained. I do not have any more of me to give to anyone or anything else. And I think the the hardest thing that I've witnessed, you know, since 2020 is that women have always had a difficult time as a collective using their voice, speaking their truth, 
I mean, we can go as far back as the beginning of time that this is really, we've always been dismissed. We've always been put in a position in place where it's not safe to do that as a woman. And, and whether or not you believe that in the time you're living now, like your body has an imprint of that from times previous. And so there was already that challenge. And in the last two and a half years, like, God forbid you say something that is not what the, you know, media wants you to say, or that your family believes or your friends believe or your coworkers, or even your partner. Like if you, this really, this really unfortunate yet uh, pivotal thing happened. Cause I do believe there is a positive on the other side of it, where for the first time in history, you know, you didn't have to like take a woman to the stake to burn her or to hang her or to punish her in that way. You just had to cancel her. You just had to slam her on media. You just had to like shut her out of your life, not allow her, you know, in and, and really there was all of a sudden, there was not the space and the permission to have a different opinion or not even like have a different opinion, but ask a different question to be curious, to sit back and be like, okay, well that, that, I mean, that's great. You're choosing that for you, but I, that doesn't feel right to me. I'm not going to choose that for me. Um, so it was very scary for a lot of the women coming into our programs. They were like, you know, I had this group, I had this community. I have just lost the whole thing. Or I had this really strong connection with a friend or a family or my coworkers. Like, I don't, I just don't feel like I belong anymore. Like I, and on, and on both ends of the spectrum, because I don't want the listener to assume what I'm talking about right now, right. That I'm only talking about one side versus the other. I mean, in general, it just, there, there has been a lot of friction that has happened. And the other side of this Pam is that as women and mothers, and even if you're not a mother, we have been handed an, a disproportionate amount of the load, you know, how many of us had our kids home for so long? I mean, we're both from Ontario originally. I'm living in BC now, but my God, they were home forever. And all of a sudden we were trying to, you know, work, go to work or run your business at home and be your kid's teacher and be their friend because they weren't, you know, spending time with people in the beginning and like, holy mother, literally holy mother, yeah. you know? And it was like, no one prepared us. No one was like back in 2018, ladies, you just like, I want you to build a two-year runway for yourself because you're going to wake up in March of 2020 and it's going to be very different. All of the things, like your job expectations are going up, but your pay is not. And, you know, that I think was in the beginning, women were like, we got this, like we're made for this. We can do this. We'll do anything for our kids, anything for our families, anything for our communities, our clients. And then holy heck two and a half years. And it's like, it's a marathon that's just never ended. And now what I'm really starting to see in my practice is that because we run functional tests, we run blood work and salivary and urinary and stool testing for hormones and inflammation, you name it. I'm literally seeing the data now from a clinical perspective in our practice of what were the common issues that were showing up for women in terms of their adrenal function, their thyroid function, you know, their reproductive hormones, all of those things and looking at it now. And it's not good. It's not good. I mean, women used to say that they were depleted before. I am telling you literally from what I am reading and seeing depleted is the best way to describe what is happening to women. I am seeing women younger and younger go through early onset of menopause, like premature ovarian failure. I am watching the perimenopause window, which used to be eight to 10 years shrink and women go through it at such an accelerated rate. More women than ever are not sleeping. 
So they are not getting the proper rest. Uh, like, I mean, it, there's just, there is a lot going on now on the flip side of that, there has also been this beautiful awakening and divine feminine rising mm-hmm. where I think a lot of women are like, I like, I, I am not interested in being wonder woman, superwoman, you know, the best mom on the block. I need to like tap into who the hell am I and what is true for me and for my family and, and really starting to wake up to a different part of them. Uh, and that's, what's exciting me the most right now about working with women. I love that you were able to show both sides because I do think, um, I believe in divine timing. And I know that we were supposed to do this talk two weeks ago and that we just had March break for the kids. And that's where in my heart, I was reflecting over the past two years over the marathon, you know, when you start out, yes, you're full of energy and, and that's how I was feeling. And lately I've been feeling so depleted. And I do think that the divine feminine is that we're finally, I know, the old me would have pushed through. I would, mm-hmm. I would have went to burnout to mm-hmm. prove that I can do it all. And, you know, as women, we pride each other, like, how do you do it all? Good job. You're doing yeah. it all, right? Like we wear it like a badge of honor. I'm doing it all, but then asking at what cost. And I know I recently listened to your episode with Dr. Laura Foster on her podcast. And I love that you said, I'm apprehensive to say, to women, we can do hard things. And mm-hmm. I would love for you to kind of tap on that because I do think that we have that motto of like, yes, I can hold it all down. Yes, I can cook the dinner. Yes, I can do this. And like you were saying at the beginning, we can't hold mm-hmm. it all and keep mm-hmm. stuff together for a long time or we will hit burnout. We will mm-hmm. hit a wall at, at some point, right? Yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot I'm apprehensive to say to women right now, because when you're in a place of depletion and desperation, you are also, you will just like take whatever in that moment feels like, oh my gosh, that could be a solution. Like I'm going to do that. Or if you're in that moment of like, I just don't know if I have another day in me. And then someone says like, you can do hard things. Like, come on, like you were built for that. And then you're like, oh, and you just like borrow it. Right. You just like borrow that from people. And I just, I would just watch that crushing women left, right, and center. And so here's the thing at the end of the day, no human being, no animal actually in existence is primed to be on all the time and to be doing all of the things, let alone us as a woman. Like literally when you look at our physiology, When you look at our reproductive system, which is our fifth vital sign, which matters as much in a woman's body as does her cardiovascular and circulatory system, her neurological system, her lymphatic system, everything that, that hum and that rhythm of that communication from your brain to your adrenals, to your thyroid, to your ovaries, to producing those hormones, that is a massive indicator of how well we are actually doing as women, which is why I am so passionate about testing and measuring those things to really know and understand. But you have to be so careful with what you tell women because they will just take it and run with it. And you, if you have the woman, like you said, the old you, it's the same thing with me, Pam. If you have that woman that is just like, 
you know, she is a natural leader. She's been told she always is. She's always been praised for how she like always has everything together and like all of it figured out. And she also wears it as like an armor. And she is that warrior that she can just continue to rise and rise and rise. We have the ability, like I could literally have one limb left and I could still, if I needed to, do what I need to do. But does that mean that I should be doing that? Does it mean that when you are so exhausted or when you are like crying behind the scenes or you're just snapping at everyone in your life or you're not sleeping or you are like so disconnected from any sensation, like you just don't feel at all anymore. Are the things we really want to be telling women, like you got this sister, come on, girlfriend, like a woman, you know, you can do it. Fuck no. Like, no, that is honestly, I think it is, I think it is so disrespectful to the women that we care about. I think that it is so off base and also our girls are listening. Mm -hmm. That is the last message I need my daughter or want my daughter to hear is that when you are not feeling connected and good and well, it doesn't matter. You just got to shove that down girl. And you just need to keep pushing forward. That's a hard stop. Yeah. And, and that's what we're not connecting to. And I think it's like, I'm grateful we have things like social media, like you and I wouldn't have connected to do this episode. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful that we have it, but we've not been taught how to use it responsibly. And, and we've not been taught how to filter versus use a filter, how to filter what messages are not for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I was reading a study about this, and the average person is following over 2,000 people in their feed. Okay. And our brain has more than like 70,000 thoughts. I can't remember in like what period of time. And the tens of thousands of different messages that are literally coming at us, you don't have the ability to even look through and filter through that. Like, this is for her, not for me. This is for. Or this is just like, I'm witnessing it. I don't have to do it. And so we get very confused on, I don't know what to do. What do I do for me? How do I start? Where do I start? How do I begin? Mm -hmm. And I think that it is really contributing to a lot of anxiety for women. And depression, I think too. Oh my gosh. We will think that everybody else has it figured out. Meanwhile, we're not seeing the crying behind the scenes. So I we recently had an episode and it was talking about honoring the seasons that you're in. And I know that a lot of times really great leaders, it looks like they always have their stuff together. So I would love to have a real moment where I know that you guys just moved. That couldn't have been an easy decision. And I know a lot of people over the past year, the other beautiful thing about it is that we're really getting clear on like, who am I living for? What am, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of people are moving. A lot of people are getting divorced, which I don't know if yeah. it's a bad thing, but it's like <laughs> with ourselves and really being, honest with who am I doing this for? So when you have a, a decision like that, or when you have that sadness or hard emotion, cause I know we've all felt it at some point where, yeah, we don't want to shove it down. Like emotional mm-hmm. intelligence and feeling our feelings is, is really where it's at. And that's what I want for my two daughters is to mm-hmm. feel what you're feeling and what is it telling you? Like, what is your body trying to communicate? So what is your process for still being able to, to run a business and, and be a mom, but still honor the season that you're in and honor those hard feelings. So the more that I, 
you know, I think it probably back in 2015, 2016 is where I really, I made a big change in my life. I had sold an in-person company and business that I loved, but it was just, it was time. And I was really tired. I didn't realize how tired I was after doing that for so many years until I had sold it. And I, I really, and I, this was the transition was in the summer, which is meant to be this season of like, you know, be out there. And, and I went into a winter Mm. and I, I just allowed myself to be in that season of winter, which was much more introverted and a whole lot of do less and pull back. And the more I let myself do that in, in, in every area of my life, how I moved my body, the way I nourished myself, like my commitments, just everything. The more I did that, I was like, wow, this is like, this literally feels like medicine for my soul. What, what is this thing that I am doing? Like, how was myself completely surrendering to this, making such a change in how I feel. And that's where I really started to dive into cyclical living and the phases of where we are at in our body. And I had been tracking my cycle since I was 17 and I'm 42. So like a long time, but this was just different about honoring each of the phases and each phase is correlated with his season. So the more I started to understand this, the more it started to connect. And now, you know, it's interesting. We moved out here in end of August, beginning of September from Ontario to BC which was a really big decision. It had been, you know, when things started to change in the world, my husband and I very early on, something felt very off for us in terms of what was happening on an energetic level in the world. And and my husband and I had been together since we were 16 and, you know, we, we just have very good conversations. And so we started to talk and just say, okay, like, what if, like, if Ontario continues to move the way that it's moving, and if we continue to feel the way that we're feeling, where else could we envision raising our children, taking a pause? And, and that's really what it was for us. It was like, we just need a pause. Like I was like, I just need a moment. I need, and it wasn't even so much about like what was happening in that province. It was just, we knew everyone everywhere. And it like, you could never escape it. And especially like for me, I literally did know everyone everywhere I went. And being in a, in a position of health is I was getting hammered and peppered left, right, and center of what do we do to protect ourselves? What do we do here? What do, and I was like, holy crap, folks, like I'm trying to figure it out for myself and my own family. And I was just, and I was trying to run the company and we were building out a different team at the time. Like there was a lot happening behind the scenes, um, professionally, personally, all of that. And, and we made the decision, you know, and it was like, and we knew we were like, we could be completely making a lateral decision, meaning like we could be moving five provinces across to literally end up in the exact same situation, which is actually what ended up happening. There was only, there was a couple, I shouldn't say that it's not exactly what happened on the surface rule wise. It looked like that, but there were things that were happening in the province that allowed our children to participate in the things they loved in a way that they would not have been able to in Ontario. And it was just a different vibe out here, like mountains and lake. And it was, you know, it's just, it's beautiful, but it was very hard for me. I literally feel like I just came out of, we just moved into our new home March 1st. So from September until the end of February, we rented an Airbnb I never landed. I literally feel like I never had two feet on the ground for the entire six months we were in the home. Energy is massive to me. I don't know if it was because it wasn't ours. If it was, but I don't can't tell you exactly what it was, but I was very unhinged for six months in terms of clarity, focus, decision-making. And yet at the same time, my company was doing better than it had 
ever done. You know, we, we hit seven figures. We were growing this team behind the scenes. And so I was witnessing myself compartmentalize where like I would have to show up and be the CEO of my company and step into this leadership role, even though on an emotional and mental level, I was not feeling grounded and connected at all. And it was, it was, it was really an ebb and a flow for me. And I was in a winter for six months where I was like, okay, these are things that I need to get done. And thank goodness I have an incredible team and I would show up and I would be that person and I would get it done. And then I would completely pull back and let myself rest. I, I did not do any intense exercise for six solid months. I walked, I followed synced, which is a program I created for women. And I was like, wow, like you're really onto something here, Jen. <laughs> this is, you know, I, I was moving like exercising for 30 minutes a day. And I really, um, I prioritized my sleep. I, I, I did all the things that I would have been telling another woman had she come into my practice. And they were, they were, it was hard initially because I'm hardwired to produce mm -hmm. and to do things in a big way. But I really, again, I just leaned in and I let it happen and I continued to feel better. I feel like now, like moving in these last couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, there you are, Jen. Like there I am. I feel grounded. I feel rooted. I feel like the spring, that, that type of energy. So it's hard for women. You really have to give yourself permission. And this is what I talk to women about in practice all the time. Every single Monday night when I'm coaching in the hormone project, this is the question that comes up and this is how it comes up, Pam. Um, I'm really tired. I'm really depleted. I'm really stressed. I feel like my cortisol and hormones are out of balance. What can I take? Yes. And I will never answer with a product because the reality is, is that all of the things that we purchase we're just manage stacking the big issue. And so were there things that I took to support my unregulated nervous system for those six months? Yes. Did I use adaptogens? Did I take things, you know, additional nutrients to support me? Yes. But did I put all of the responsibility and all of the faith into those capsules and powders and tinctures? Absolutely not. I had to do the work. And this is the hardest part is again, we talk about not being educated on the health of our bodies. We are also not educated that we all come with a whole lot of self-limiting beliefs, baggage and stories into this life, literally from the moment we are born. And then we continue to live life and we just stack another layer, another year, another decade, another experience on top of that. And then when you start to feel your body, when it's finally like, it was like, I've been high, like I've been whispering, I've been knocking, I've been like sending you like a handwritten letter. I've been, I did send you a text. Like, I feel like you're not listening to me. And then it starts like pounding on the door, you know, notification after notification. And now it's screaming at you. And now you're inflamed and you're not sleeping and something is majorly out of balance. When that happens, this is where everyone's like, tell me the thing to take. What do I need to do? Had you been taught all along how to pay attention to those signs and that it's not just because you're not eating enough vegetables or eating enough protein, which are very important, but it's that you're not communicating. You've been saying yes to a whole lot of things that actually aren't for you. You, you know, whatever insert, whatever that thing is that in this moment, when you're hearing it, you're like this, this, this. Uh, when that comes to the surface, most of us, I would say, if not all of us do are not emotionally equipped to know how to manage that. So when someone says, look, I can tell you to take ashwagandha 
or holy basil before you go to bed, whatever it may be. But that job you keep telling me that is literally sucking the life out of you or that situation, da, 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 you know, whatever it is, that supplement is not going to change that. And that is the hardest part is that, that, that is the work. And this is really, this is what I love working with women on now, because you will just end up with cupboards and cupboards full of stuff and a collection of programs, Mm -hmm. but not actually feel the difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I'm an analogy person. So the vision that came through my head is it's like your arm is severed and you're bleeding out. And you're like, here's a bandaid, put the bandaid right. on. Right. Hopefully that, that you feel it's what we do all the time. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, as women, half the time, it's like, we could still be bleeding, but then we see someone else bleeding and we're like, take my bandaid. Yeah. Right. Like it's, and, and this is the thing is that this is generational. It's societal. We see it everywhere. It's ubiquitous. So we call it normal. And this is just like, you're a mom, you're a, and then, you know, if you're a mom and a career woman as well, and you have a business, I mean, you know, you're running a company. Well, you know, like this is your life. You created it. So, and I just think it's, I just, every day I see disservice to us as women left, right. And center. I see it coming from the outside but I also, I see it in us and, and what we, what we are honestly tolerating and what we're allowing, Yeah, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I just, yeah. So it's hard for me to describe sometimes when people will ask me, well, how do you make this decision and how do you do that? I'm like, I was born in this body that if it's a no, it literally won't let me do it because it is so uncomfortable to put myself in a situation that is like, people will say that they have like, you know, RB face, like resting B I T C H face. Okay. I, my body is that I have like resting. Don't you even think about it body where it's like, I can't hide it. Mm-hmm. My body, not on my face. My body will literally just be like, you've got to be kidding me sit back down. Yeah. Do you think, I'm curious that you were born with it, or do you think it's like a muscle that you've flexed and the more you flexed it, it has shown you this is, this is right. Or do you think, I think it's both. I think we all are born with something, this like little flame of tenacity. That's very individual to us. I also believe that you know, because we were an egg inside of our mother's ovary when she was a fetus inside of our grandmother's body and so on and so forth, that we are imprinted with some of, of that. And you can see it in certain people. If you kind of like look back as to, you know, how their, their ancestors were, I do believe we were born with it, but I believe that it is a daily flex because there's lots of things that we are born with potential wise. We talked about at the beginning that you could completely ignore and not put any attention to, and therefore you don't strengthen it. It doesn't grow. And and that's that you could live your whole life, not living up to that potential, but when you feel it. So for, for women, when I'm talking about this, like this is your intuition, this is your gut. This is your immediate, like that is like, Oh, that feels amazing. And that lights me up or that is sketchy. And that is a heck No. And this is how you start to train this part of yourself and flex it is you ask yourself like strong yes and no questions. And this can be something as simple as like, 
Am I thirsty to drink that glass of water right now? Yes or no? What is your first instinct? You know, when you're craving something, do I actually want to eat that right now? Or am I feeling like a certain way? Yes or no? Like someone asks you, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? Do I want to actually go for that walk? Ask yourself, not the person. Yes or no. And you can do that like all over your life with different things, but I do think it's something you have to continue to work on. And this is where the people you surround yourself with, the things that you listen to, what you read, your environment is huge. It's huge. You know, your, your nourishment is not just your diet. It is not just what you are eating. Your nourishment is literally everything that you are digesting and taking in. And so I, I think those things really matter. They absolutely do. And I think that's why I love that you hold the space and you show people like, this is what it looks like to lean into it. And I think for you, you make it sound very, very simple. And I know for me, I I think I was taught, and I think a lot of women might resonate with this to conform, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we go against our intuition and then Mm -hmm. lose confidence in ourselves. So what would be a tip that you have for, cause I geek out on this. I think the body is so fascinating. And I think whether it's our intuition or just even our, everything that happens inside of our body is a miracle. Like it's such a fascinating machine and it, it works cause it wants to thrive really. Mm-hmm. Like if we really listened in, like that's why we get when we're thirsty, when we're hungry, when we're sad, but we're often taught to don't feel sad, suck it up, you know, push yeah, it. yeah. You can't drink water until 10, 15 at break. You can't eat until this time. Like it's, yeah. I'm hungry. Well, it's only 11 o'clock. You shouldn't be hungry yet. <laughs> right. It's so funny. So how can women begin to start tapping into the wisdom that their body is trying to tell them? Because I think for you and I having health in your background, it's like, it just makes sense, right? Like it just, Mm. it starts to make sense and you practice it more and then you feel better. But for some people, they don't know how good, good can feel because Mm -hmm. they've never trusted. They might get that inkling like, Oh, like your body's feeling very sore. Like you should start moving it. And then it's like, eh, I'll just sit on the couch Mm -hmm. and watch Netflix, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you're all the time. They're like, I want to, but, and, and as women too, I think we're so maybe you don't see it because you have a different clientele and your business is striving, but I've seen a lot of people just not investing in themselves. They know that. They oh no, we still see that. We're on the phone with them often. Okay. perfect. <laughs> that's everyone who's, that's everyone who's DMing inside Instagram and Facebook and the emails. And they ask for all the free advice, which, you know, when you give to them, majority of them are, I mean, and listen, like we do pod, like I've got over 240 free podcasts, YouTube, like you name it, all of that. But there are certain individuals that they will, they'll ask and ask, and they're so inquisitive and they want to know, but they won't actually do anything. They, they won't make the investment. They won't. And that, that's a bigger, oftentimes I find it's a bigger issue. And this is where, and I can say this too, because I, I have worked with a energy worker and talk therapist for years, like literally for almost 15 years now, I think we all need somebody that is outside of our intimate circle to be able to work on us, mm-hmm. right. To have those conversations and really understand like, why do I not trust? What is it behind not trusting my body? Have I been taught not to trust my body? Have I been taught to dismiss her? Have I been taught that she's wrong? Like 
you know, have I been taught that somebody else outside of me knows my body better than I do? Did I grow up where like, literally I didn't make decisions. Every decision was made for me. So I don't even know how to do that for myself. There can be so many reasons as to why fear is oftentimes behind a lot of that. Like I am afraid to trust her because what if, what if I don't hear it correctly? Or what if the decision I make isn't right? A lot of people don't want to be responsible for the outcome. So if they're not the one choosing the strategy, the decision, right? Yeah, they're hands off the wheel. Then that, well, someone else told me to do that. Well, someone else, right? So it's like, there, there's that and it's different for everyone. But what I would say is the thing I've probably noticed the most is that the busier you are, the harder this is going to be for you because you literally have no space to hear or feel. Yeah. That's good. And I think as women, we old self used to pride ourselves on being busy and we'd actually feel guilty. And I hear this all the time from women Mm -hmm. feel guilty because we get a reward when we do something and we feel, Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we don't get the reward for taking the rest or reading the book or, you know, it's been kind of ingrained. I think this is changing. And this is what you were talking about, the the swing on, on the pendulum the other way, where we're coming into more of the divine feminine, where it is welcoming and receiving and rest. But for some people, they're not quite there yet. They still feel like I hear all the time that, oh, well, I'd love to read, but you know, the dishes aren't going to do themselves or this, where's my husband? I love him. He can very easily go to work for a very long day and come home and sit on the couch. He doesn't see anything. Yeah, he's a man. They're totally hardwired differently for like so many reasons. It's not even from like an endocrine perspective. Like literally when I say they are hardwired, the, all the stories we've come forward with as women, they are hardwired as men differently. Go work hard, work hard, play hard, rest hard. Like that's the model for a man. And they, they, they live up to it. Uh, us as women, very hard. And Listen, I don't, I don't sit here and I know like it's difficult when you are, first of all, you're listening in the context of an interview. So I'm being asked a question. I'm giving you the response. There is, I still battle every day with the balance of feeling productive and feeling well. Mm. And, and I think that that's just honestly how most of us feel and that, you know, I, I prioritize like literally my self-care is the thing that I show up to first because I know I have to in order for me to be able to run my company, to be mom, to be wife, to just move through the world. I have to wake up and be present and do something for myself first. I know that, but I still struggle, you know, when there is on quote unquote, nothing to do to just like lie down and choose something else or like read the book or watch something on Netflix. My mind, I'm like, but I could use this time to get da 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 this done. And if I get this done now, then I'll be ahead of the game and then I can rest. But then that next point of rest is available. And I'm like, but if I did something here, then I can rest. And we continue to like push it out, push it out, push it out. So I don't think there's any of us that don't ever feel that. I have some friends that are like, Oh, not me. I've mastered that. Like I nap every day and I'm like, "Mm," but then it's showing up somewhere else. Yeah. So I think part of it too, is we, we accept that it is challenging for us as women to take downtime because it has so strongly been ingrained in us that if you are doing nothing, you're not productive. 
you're not coming from a place of servitude, you're not contributing, and you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And that's not what our role is or was as women. Mm-hmm. And, and we are the generation right now, we are the time that is here living that is dismantling that. And that is starting to break it down. But it's hard because this has been the story for as long as I can go back and remember, mm-hmm. you know? It's true. And even when you start to embody that, for example, the older generation, like maybe our parents are like, oh, well, shouldn't you be doing this? Or, you mm-hmm. know, like people have those conversations where it's like, okay, you finally come to terms with, I know that I need that, that ebb and that flow, the, the being and the doing, not always the doing for my health. And then, you know, sometimes you're met up with people that, that trigger that. So it is very challenging, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, this is why so many women have thyroid issues. (laughs) Honestly, thyroid issue. You look at the psycho-spiritual connection to that, to that gland, to that organ. It is lack of speaking truth and it is continually showing up and push, push, push. Same thing with adrenal issues. You know, it's like my mom is going to be 77 in May and you know, every, you know, I'm talking to her multiple times a week and still in every conversation I'll be, I rearranged the pantry today. And then I'm going to do all the dusting tomorrow. And then yesterday, like I just was buzzing around this house and I did all the bed and I'm like, mom, it's you and dad, like literally how much dust can be there. And what did you need? To, but that is how, you know, raising us three kids and working full time and all of that, that, that was her identity. And I, and I witnessed my mom at a time where fitness was my thing, not like the hormones. I witnessed her and I would step back and be like, I don't know how I am going to be like that as a mom. Like my mom literally was the energizer buddy. Mm-hmm. And then I watched her be diagnosed with a thyroid issue. I watched her be diagnosed with adult onset diabetes because she wasn't managing her blood sugar. I remember her standing in the kitchen and always being like, Ooh, like I just see, I see stars. I'm lightheaded. I just need a moment. And then not eating and like running on to get the next task done. Like I, I really remember, I remember her being up the latest. I remember her being up the earliest, you know, like I was witnessing this like breakdown of her body and her system. And and now at her age at 77, I mean, she is like the healthiest of, you know, like she's just on it with her health, but she always says like, she's always like, man, where were you? way back then, like, imagine you'd had that knowledge. And I'm like, you know what though, mom, I really believe witnessing, you know, you go through that. My oldest sister is 12 years older than me. So, you know, she had her first baby when I was like 16 and I got to witness and learn through the women who came before me all, you know, and I'm adopted and I met my, my birth family. So my birth mother was, you know, 15 when she was pregnant with me. And, and all, so I've had this really beautiful gift of witnessing and watching all of these women who have come before me and that have been around me. And I feel like I've learned more that that's been more of my research and development, which is why I will never stop having conversations with women. Like, I know I will say like, oh, and as a clinician and this and that, but honestly, Pam, if I never read another study in my life, I would still continue to grow and thrive with my business because the only data I care about is what comes out of the woman's mouth that I'm talking to. She can tell me more about how she's feeling, what she's experiencing, what improves it, what doesn't, than any study I ever want to read. And I think we have to remember that waking up in this body every day, like you are literally living in the most incredible vessel of life, which is your body. And 
99% of the solutions to how you want to feel, they live in this body. They do not live outside of you. Mm -hmm. And I think people can really feel your authenticity with what you've just said, because I've seen it this morning. I was watching one of your Instagram lives, the replay, and you were just like, okay, I have some stuff on my heart. And then you were just like asking, what are you needing right now? Like what, how can I help? Like what, what's like, put it in the comments so that, okay, as we evolve, yeah, we didn't get the warning on like 2020 prepare and okay, this is what the marathon is going to feel like, or even just, I know myself as working as a health coach, things have changed. Like Mm. burnout is so, so to be like, let's get in our best, people don't care. They don't Mm -mm. want that messaging right now. So I've a little bit felt, I felt it in my throat where it's the loss of words on how do I navigate supporting these women? I love that you were just like, just ask them, ask better Mm -hmm. questions. They will, Mm -hmm. they know what's up. They know what they're feeling. And I would love for you to share, because on that episode, this kind of lines right up with it. The story that you shared about your experience, I know that you, I'm pretty sure you see a Chinese medicine practitioner, Mm -hmm. which again, I also am excited that we're having this conversation because so much of what I used to look up to is like the physical health, right? The, the nutrition, the working out. And that's why I created divine health is because it's encompassing the spiritual, the energetic, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the stuff that we can't see. And so I think that this experience just beautifully lands why we need to have that multifaceted approach for support, right? So you want to share that story? Yeah. So it was um, probably like a month and a half ago now, because I go every two weeks to my TCM, my Chinese medicine doctor here, and she does a combination of different things. But, you know, I've been, I've been using Chinese medicine on and off since 2016, after I sold the studio. And when I went in for this session with Paula, my TCM, you know, she'll always ask like, you know, how's everything going? She'll check my pulse, my eyes, my tongue, do all of that. And um, in the winter, like we were spending a lot of time on the kidneys because in Chinese medicine, the, the winter season is for the kidneys and the kidneys govern the ovaries as well too. So they're very big for us as women. And so we've been doing a lot of work on that. I've been doing herbs and acupuncture for it. And then this particular day, she wanted me to go down on my stomach to do the acupuncture. She was going to do the needles all on my back. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like lying down on the table and, you know, she's putting the needles in different areas. And she put this one needle in behind my left, uh, like shoulder blade area in between my spine and my shoulder blade. So like rhomboid kind of lower trap. And she put it in and I was like, like it frigging killed. Like someone had just stabbed me in there. And my logical head was like, whoa, like, I'm like, what muscle are you in? And I'm trying to, in my head think like, what did I do with my workout yesterday, the day before? Like, Ooh, this has to be muscular. I'm going to go home and put the therapy balls in there. Like I'm already constructing the physical plan to not feel this discomfort. And she's like, and I can feel her whole tone and her whole energy, like change and not in a good way. Like, like she's sad for me in this moment and she's concerned. And I was like, like, what is that? She's like, oh, she goes, why are you so sad right now? And I was like, what? And she's like, this is your heart. Like I have just put this needle like in where your heart meridian. And I was like, oh, and in that instant, I went out of the physical and right. And I tuned in and I was like, yeah, like I am sad. I'm 
you know, away from my entire family. We were still living in that other house at the time. And I was just like, you know, and then she's putting the other needles in and I am, you know, and, and she's like so masterful at what she does because she knows how to ask, what to ask and when not to ask. And so just like the energy of her hand on me as she's putting the other needles and was changing and she put black spruce essential oil down my spine, which is like a very grounding oil. And it's also a lot of forgiveness, right? When we look at like the, the earthy oils, there are a lot of, of forgiveness and it, forgiveness I'm finding more and more is more about having to forgive ourselves than it is about having to forgive others. So, you know, the lights are dim. I'm on a biomat. She leaves the room and I am just like, I'm, I'm literally like I'm crying and I can't ball because I have the needles in. And if you've ever had acupuncture, any type of movement freaking hurts. So I am like, and I'm just allowing myself to process and I'm just crying and I'm like, okay, like, thank you. Thank you again for another reminder that this is not about what I've been eating. This is not about how I've been moving. This is literally about what I've been holding and how I've been feeling. And I think that, you know, it's like, it wasn't just about the move. It was also the world, like literally everything that I was holding. And that one little prick, just like it brought me back in. And that's what I'm talking about for the ladies listening. It's like, I'm not saying you have to go and have acupuncture, but what is that thing that, you know, when you do it, you like, like it kind of takes your breath away because you know, it's truth. Yeah. That's the stuff we have to lean into more. And if you're so busy and you're so overwhelmed and you just keep, you open space and you fill it right back up and you keep doing that. Like, how do you ever expect you're going to have the opportunity to deepen this connection and to trust and to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And we just, we need to keep hearing more and more like this is what women are doing. So instead of joining the next 90 day boot camp, raw, raw, you know, crush your body to build your ass type of program, which listen, I'm all about building your ass. I'm all about that. But maybe that's not the thing your body is craving right now to be a part of. Maybe your body is craving to literally be part of a conversation. I know as women, we have fought to have a seat at the table of having a career and having a family and doing it all. But I just encourage you to pull your chair up to a different table that is having a different conversation that actually teaches you you do not have to kill yourself in the process of living up to the expectations of society or everybody else. And you can actually choose and design this a hundred percent for yourself. Like that is possible. It's so true. And I think that you've touched on a couple of times of the, the gift of our body and how so many people are missing that gift, but also the gift of earth school that we're really designed to be here to play. And although it doesn't feel like it right now, because there's so many things going on, but just really, I think the positive through this is again, like we're really looking at whose is this, is this mine? Am I working Mm -hmm. this job to have the car, to have the house? So the kids can be in the thing when I don't care about any of those things and then making the changes accordingly, even if they're scary. Right. I know there's been so many beliefs that I've been pulling out lately. And I'm just like, huh, that's not mine. Cool. I can yeah. go. Yeah. And I know that you talked about this, like that, that baggage that we carry. And do you have any tips for listeners on how to shed some of the weight? I, I feel like you have a program that was called 
shedding. Oh, release. Release. Yes. I knew it was something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what inspired you to create that? And like, maybe what's one tip for, for people who are feeling like they're carrying the weight of the world or, you know, the heaviest backpack, like how can we lighten the load a little bit? Yeah. The the inspiration for release was again, coming from so many of those conversations with women of just how much we hold on to, you know, like the well being of our kids, the responsibility of the house, you know, am I do, am I enough? Am I doing enough? The, The business, whatever it may be. And I wanted to bring women together in a larger circle so that they could hear other women also talking about what they were literally needing, not wanting, like it was a primal need to drop release and let go. And so we went through this in terms of the cyclical nature. And we spent um, in total, we spent six weeks together and every week, just like asking key questions, doing some journal prompts, working through as a group in a community, what needed to be kind of sloughed off. And it was interesting because from the first week to the last week, like what the women thought they needed to release in the beginning was kind of the surface stuff. And that's always it, right? It's like thinking that we need to lose the weight. Typically that's like the surface thing. And then as you start to go deeper then the real truth, the real weight shows up. And so I think for women that are listening, something you can do is I would start to create some quiet space for yourself daily. Can you get out for a walk in nature, which will cost you nothing, but literally give you so much. Can you, you know, set a timer for eight to 10 minutes in silence and like literally lie on the floor. I lie on the ground every day and I'm just like, okay, you know, or a biomat or whatever that is. And, and I think you have to, when you start to hear her, which is you and your body start to communicate, just take a moment and close your eyes and breathe into that and listen and ask, like, is there more? Mm-hmm. And are right. Like, what is it for you? I know for a lot of women, the way they process is they have to put pen to paper and literally like move through it in that way. Other women need to talk it out. Other women are like, I just, if you can give me time to be alone, whether it's on a walk in a room by myself, in the tub, whatever it may be, please start to do those things for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to note that there is no one right way. And I know that you say that all the time. This is what resonates for me. And I love that you shared those analogies because I'm a pen to paper girl. So I always, I'm like, yeah, journal it out, like tap into your body. How am I feeling energetically, emotionally? But, and then people will hear that and they'll be like, oh, I don't journal. And then they'll just move on. Right. But here's the thing too, is like, there's different phases of life where if you had told me to journal when I was in my like late twenties or when my kids were really, really little, I would have been like, next, please. (laughs) Like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. But like back then, how I had time by myself is I kept a pillow in the bathroom and I would like tell the kids I was going to have a bath and I would just run the tap water, but I would sit in the tub with the pillow and just be like, okay. And like, take that time. So I think it's like understanding that you're going to go through different phases and different times where you're going to need a different tool. Mm, That's right. And there's going, and here's the other thing I want to say too, is like, there are times for intensity in your life. There are times where it's like, if you want to like elevate your fitness and all of that, but if you're the person where you only know intensity, I am really going to challenge you and encourage you to embrace more of a winter energy for yourself. Mm -hmm. And see what that opens up. Cause I definitely was that person who only new intensity. And it was like survival mechanism and also Mm -hmm. a way to spiritually bypass because I would feel sadness and I would be like, well, 
I'm positive. I'm Pam. I'm not going to feel sadness. So I'm just going to go run. I'm going to have endorphins and I'm just going to tuck that away until like you are a volcano. Like you just erupt. Uh Yeah. So I was, I, I feel the people that are there. And I like to say that, that the best, the best thing that ever happened to me was coming out on the other side was to tap into that. I started meditating instead of working out. Like I was like, I'm giving myself, and I know this is a word that you use. And I wrote it down here permission, mm-hmm. giving yourself permission. Like, what do I need? Okay. Like, what would it feel like to, to drop the have tos and the shoulds, even when, like, if your body's like, Oh, I really don't want to run. And, and you're forcing it like lean into that. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't on the other side of that, you're going to crash. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and this is it. Like, you can choose, you can choose to keep doing that. Um, and in the beginning, you'll pride yourself on that. You'll describe yourself as being like, I only need this much sleep. And I'm like, I'm type A and like, give me the task. I'm a multitask. What I do, I'm, you know, and then you're going to start to get angry and resentful and like pissed off at everything and everyone who ever asks anything of you. And you're going to start to lose yourself. And one day you're going to be up for that run and you're going to like run past a window or a mirror and you're going to look and you're going to be like, I don't even know who she is. Mm-hmm right? Absolutely. It's so true. Oh my gosh. This has been such a great conversation and I'm so grateful that we went here and that we're sharing this because I know it's really going to land for a lot of people. And I know there's so much more I would love to ask you, but I want to be mindful of your time. So where can listeners find you if they don't already know where you are and like about your program? So I can drop everything in the show notes. Yeah. So the best place is Instagram, which is Jen Pike. My name is spelled with two N's and then the Simplicity Sessions podcast and jenpike.com. Pretty much if you just put Jen Pike in, you will find me. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much uh, for all your wisdom, Jen. I really appreciate it. I think that this has been a very empowering conversation. I'm really excited to give women this information so that again, they can take their power back and not diffuse it out everywhere, looking for the band-aids when the answers are are all within, right? So yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the chat as well. Amazing. If you enjoyed this and want more, head over to my website, www.pamrocco.com. There's all kinds of freebies, goodies, recipes, or to work with me. I also have a lot of fun over on Instagram. You can find me at Pam underscore Rocca. I would so appreciate it if you could screenshot this episode, share it and tag me in it. Let me know what you're loving. And if you would leave a review, I would be so grateful because it allows others to see what the podcast is all about and improves the ranking. So if you enjoyed it, I would so appreciate that. Have a beautiful day and shine on my friends. Mm-hmm.